welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a new Mockingjay Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And this is the story of a girl who was on fire and burned the whole world. Yeah. And while she looks so sad in photographs, Peter absolutely loved her when she smiled, which is never because Katniss is really grumpy and surly. <laughs> I'm Anna. <laughs> and I'm M. This week we are starting our mini unit, I guess. I yeah. mean, it's longer than our units, but it's shorter than our middle grade mm-hmm. stuff usually a is. Medium um, a medium unit. It's our medium unit. A mid unit. A mid unit. Middle <laughs> child unit. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we are we are covering The Hunger Games in Hell yes. preparation for the new movie that's coming out mm-hmm. next month. Um so let's, you know, kick it off. We're talking about the first Hunger Games here by yeah. Suzanne Collins. Anna, what's your experience with this book? What's your feeling vibes before we started this reread? Mm. I've read the series several times uh, since mm. it has released at different points in my life, as in, in college when it was first released, and then as a young adult many years later, and now as like a more middle adult, <laughs> mid-adult life. Mm. Um, I got to say, every time I read this, I like it more. 2023 Hunger Games hits real different than 2008 or 9 or whenever this first came out, Hunger Games did. Um, I'm not Googling the release dates right now. Yeah. I want to say 2008. The first movie was 2012. Yes. The first book was 2008. Hell yes. I'm genius. You're so smart. Um, the the movies, absolute bangers too. I rewatched the first movie. I stupidly, okay, so here's me reading this book. I get to the part where they're entering uh, the stadium for the first time as the tributes from District 12, right? And I was like, this part of the movie is so fucking good. And I had to turn mm-hmm. it on and watch the whole thing. And so <laughs> I um, consumed all of the Hunger Games movie and then went back and read the book. Uh, it did not ruin my like of the book, my like of the book, my enjoyment of the book at all. Uh, I still was fully invested. Have you have you also enjoyed this series multiple times? Or is it just me that really likes the Hunger Games? <laughs> Um, so I liked The Hunger Games when it came out. Mm-hmm. I was end of high school when they were releasing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's when I read them as well. I don't, like, I I believe I read the first one a few times. Mm-hmm. And I think I only read the second one once. And then I know I didn't reread them after Mockingjay came out. Mm. Not because I was, like, mad about Mockingjay, but I was just like, okay, cool, done now. And now and the I've story never... has ended. Yeah, I've never revisited them. Mm. Um, I watched the movies in theaters for the most part, I think, when they came out. Yeah. And I liked those. Um, but it it has never been one that compelled me to check back in on it. Mm. Um, but I did really like it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't that it was that I'm opposed to rereading it. It just was never I think it kinda hit me at the end of my rereading days, you know, where I kind that of That makes sense. Yeah. Like I reread a lot in high school, but then like as I got older I kind of wasn't as interested in rereading stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I haven't really had much to do with the Hunger Games since, you know, their various releases. Mm-hmm. So it's been a minute uh, for you. It's been a minute. So there's not I definitely don't remember it as much as I remember like twilight Uh, i was gonna say yeah mm -hmm. (laughs) i really didn't have the staying power of a certain vampire family (laughs) that being said uh i reading this one um i tried to 
pick it apart the way that I usually do Mm -hmm. when I'm reading books for this Mm -hmm, podcast. mm -hmm. And I just couldn't do it. It was just a good read. It's just fun, right? Well, and it's not even that it was fun, exactly, because it's sad. It's fucking dramatizing. I think it hit me harder reading. I think you're kind of right that, like, it it definitely felt like it hit me harder now, Mm -hmm. having gone through a lot of... um, fascism in the last few years we're like on the verge of a hunger Mm -hmm. versus reading it in 2008 where i was like we have a black president (laughs) there's an economic recession but i it's not affecting me yet i'm a teenager (laughs) who cares Um, i also the other thing that really surprised me about this reread Mm -hmm. and i'm so sorry for this everyone and i know it's because i'm in a a romance novel mood at the moment mm, mm, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the two main ships certainly at some point for sure because that is a whole part of the fandom and whatnot but i yeah, also found <laughs> that there were a lot of characters that i didn't necessarily ship with katniss but i was like this same premise with an adult and this character yes makes like, more sense good, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like like where I was like, oh, I would love to read a romance novel with like a competitor in a death game and their costume person. Oh my god, like, Cinna, yes. Like I don't ship Cinna and Cat. No, but because that... I ship Cinna with myself. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> but like that that dynamic yeah. is like very yeah. good. Or like again, I don't ship Katniss with Hamish. No, no one does. Well, some people do, but no one should. But they're weirdos. Yeah. They're weirdos. But, like, the idea of drunken, um, like, old yeah, older, champion mm-hmm, who's mm-hmm. had to go through all this trauma of losing these kids over and over yes. again, and the, like, young upstart who's, like, maybe they can win. Like, that's, that's good. Yeah, age her up, you know? age him down just a little, or, or not. Yeah. Age her up more, even more. I don't know. Yeah. Like... It would be mm-hmm. very tasty, mm-hmm. I feel like. And again, not with Katniss. No, 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 no. Because no, she no, is no. a child. And, and she's that's ca- not, I'm- Yeah, she's carrying a lot on her shoulders right now. She needs soft boy with the bread. That's what she needs. Right. And I'm not even <laughs> saying like, ooh, the character of Katniss, I would like with the... Like, I wouldn't want a coffee shop AU with Katniss and Hamish, well- right? What I'm saying is... <laughs> so I'm just trying to imagine, it's like, Hamish is coming in every day and being like, can you finally add whiskey to this? And she's like, no, sir, we <laughs> no, do not have sir. a liquor license. Why do you keep coming here? <laughs> so, like, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying that, like, the concept of uh, deathmatch is very, like, ripe for the picking of, like, really yes. dramatic romances. Yes, I... The, and honestly, like, and probably Hunger Games is to blame for this for mm-hmm. me, but like mm-hmm. a competition book, <laughs> give it to me, give it to I me mean, and throw in some spicy scenes. Not in this book, because we don't want to read about teenagers having sex, but adult appropriate yeah. relationship. Yes. Yeah. Maybe slightly. So, toxic. I mean, that, have to be fully that was the thing that really struck me on this reread. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Was I kept being like, but what if this was a completely different book and it was a romance? But what if we did involved... write this for adults? <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure books like that. Exist, oh, for sure. But yeah. I haven't really. Maybe this is really me saying You've I'm about to go them. on a whole romance binge. But mm-hmm. absolutely, you know, absolutely. Um, but yeah, overall liked it. Thought it was a, a held up pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's always interesting because I I'm not exactly like. 
we don't a we don't have a super broad listener base Mm -hmm. you know our listenership is pretty small and b um i'm not trying to like increase my own importance but i always feel like it's hard when recommending ya yeah from when i was a ya because like i don't know how it's held up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sometimes on this show we've read ya that i did read as a ya re- whether i liked it or not and it's a thousand times more horrifying than i remembered it being. Yes. looking at you blood and chocolate oh um, boy <laughs> <laughs> so this was nice this is nice to like look at this and be like yeah i would still yeah. recommend this for teenagers i did not you know? appreciate it fully at the time when i first read it and even upon mm. like my first couple of rereads of this i was like this is fine, but it's YA and, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm. but now like I've let go of a lot of this uh, pretentious pretentiousness I held in my early to late 20s. Uh, and now I'm like old woman in her 30s who's absolutely yeah. like almost on her deathbed and is like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm going to love everything I want to love now. Hunger Games fucking slaps. <laughs> it's good. It's <laughs> It's good. It's good. I'm here in 2023 telling you it's good. Reread it. Watch the movies. The movies have no right to be as good as they are. They are a YA adaptation of a very popular book series. Like they went so hard when they didn't have to. The money was going to flow to them either way. And yet they still well, produce such a good Well, you say that movie. and then we all look at the Divergent series. That is and true. I mean, but that, that was, was more... also with Veronica Roth. Is that who that is? That was more her fault maybe than the movie's fault. I think it was kind of a little of both, yeah, you know? That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you hear that? Like, I mean, sorry. Shailene Woodley is, like, she's so interesting to me. Like, she's one of those people that, like, bathes in clay or, like, eats clay or something and doesn't yeah, wash herself. Yeah, she's real She's real interesting to me. Uh, mm. And I just think of that every time I think about Divergent. I'm, like, hmm, built for that dystopian world, I guess. <laughs> she was ready for it. Um Divergent, maybe we should cover Divergent sometime because that one really did go off the rails so quickly. Like the 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 support for that was like overnight poof, gone. Yeah. I mean that last book, it really, it really some places did some stuff that was people did not enjoy. And I get it. You wanna sub- and this is completely not the book series we're talking about. One to sub- subvert um expectations, which I think Hunger Games does too. Let's let's swing it back around. I do think Hunger Games does too to some mm-hmm. extent. But not until, but but not until Mockingjay, which we will talk about yeah. in a month yeah. or so. Yeah, and I'm really trying. I'm really going to be trying yeah. when recapping these books. I don't do the recap. You do the recap. Mm-hmm. I do the dumb bits. Um, <laughs> really going to be trying when inserting dumb bits to focus on just the book that we're talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. and not bring in too much knowledge. Of, I mean, my knowledge is hazy of the second two books, but I do know the general beats of what happens, yes. you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to divorce that and really just focus on this as, like, the first book mm-hmm. and a potential standalone, mm-hmm. um, which is hard to do sometimes, even while reading it. I mean, I definitely think that that also really made it a, a deeper read on my part. That sounds so pretentious, but like it made it more interesting almost on my part because I know everything that happens in Mockingjay and there is like a bit of me going. The is real. Yeah, there's definitely like stuff where I'm like, okay, even having read Mockingjay and knowing where stuff is going where I am Mm. like, okay, how much does this character know at this point? How much does this character know at this point? And it's unclear still, Um, but that also was very fun to kind of be like, are they saying this because they think this or are they saying this because of 
XYZ yes. thing, you know? I had a few of those moments where, because I read this on the Kindle, so I was like highlighting as mm-hmm. I was going and notating stuff, and I was like, I've never thought about this, but is this person in on it? Like, is this person yeah. in on it from the beginning? Like, I'm thinking specifically of the mayor's daughter handing her that Mockingjay mm-hmm. pen, and I was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of that where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, why? Like, at what point did certain people decide Katniss was the person? Exactly. Right? Yes. Like, how long was she in the Capitol's radar? Yeah. And how long was she in other people's radar? In other people. Yes. You know. There is, like, I, I, I the, the Hunger Games movies, specifically the movies, I feel like, have gotten, like, a resurgence lately. And I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. I think it was because they were put on one of the streaming services and so people have been like either revisiting them or discovering them for the first time because they did come out like a decade ago um but uh the uh i did see this theory someone said that was like every name in that jar was prim yeah i've i've heard that one too which i think is i yeah i mean maybe Mm -hmm. and i mean like there's different ways you could look at that right of like who would that benefit And who would, like, because I could see both sides, right, Mm -hmm. of it being, you know, one one side of the coin's choice, and then, you know, the other side. (laughs) (laughs) We could foreshadow, too, Suzanne Collins. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was so heavy-handed. Yeah, but I I mean, like, I I could see kind of the angle for both yeah right? but mm-hmm. I like I feel like the every name is prim is really expecting people to know a lot about Katniss that I don't think that they would have had a reason to know yeah yeah right unless they are I, literally spying on her every day and like yeah mm-hmm. which it's like I don't think either of the sides are shown to be doing that mm-hmm. so I I mean like there's definitely surveillance and the panopticon happening and things like that yeah. but not in like this level of not in a place I that would... doesn't have electricity 24-7, probably. Right, right. Because it's like, okay, what what would the, the assumption be that, like, she, that, okay, we want it to be Katniss, so we're going to put Prim in so that Katniss volunteers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, what would the point of that be? Just put all be- Katniss name. Just no one's going to volunteer for Katniss. Right, unless the point is from the capital side to be like, oh, we want a big show and we want someone to volunteer. We're going to put mm-hmm. this little girl's name. We're going to so make District Twelve hope. But it, but it's like, why would you just not put a bunch of like younger siblings in? Yeah. You don't know for sure that Katniss would do that. You don't know that any older sibling would do that. Right. You know? Right. So that seems. It, do you think it, Gail would have done it for his siblings? I don't think so. Mm. I, I don't think so because I think that. Uh, Katniss is burdened with the responsibility of only Prim, and Gail mm, is burdened with the responsibility all, yeah. of multiple children. That's fair. So it would be that sort of Sophie's Choice thing of, like, I could go in and die good. for this one child, but yeah. then all my other siblings will die. I right? get that, yeah. So I think it would be pretty unlikely mm. that Gail would make that decision. Which is why I also feel like you're really banking on Katniss behaving in this certain like very yeah you had to have been watching her from birth and knowing everything about and her know, like her innermost thoughts yes. <laughs> like, yeah you yeah. know yeah it, it's an it, interesting one to think about though like I get yeah, yeah I yeah. get why people would say that because there is I yeah I I didn't remember from my first readings of it but like like we said Suzanne Collins is doing a lot of like foreshadowing and mm-hmm. there's so much going on behind the scenes and we read it all of course it's it's a YA from the early 2000s or mid late mid to late 2000s sorry of um 
it's it's in first person and our girl is very oblivious um she's yeah. just not used to the political shenanigans she's she's a girl who likes to hunt and kill things um yeah and so and i mean she's yeah oh sorry no ahead. no that's I, I was basically just gonna say like it's, there's just so much like <laughs> I, I went to college for english there's so much dramatic irony going on um that was very fun to read and I feel like reading it as a teenager, that part was almost frustrating of mm-hmm. being like, Katniss, you big dummy, why don't you get it? Whereas now as an adult, it feels like, because I think as a teenager, you're you're inserting yourself as Katniss, yes, right? And uh-huh. you're like, I would be smart and I would figure nah, this I'd out. I'd be even right? dumber and deader even faster. Right. And also <laughs> I think that as an adult, I'm reading it and I'm like, this girl uh, has not really experienced proper socialization with her peers for the last like four years yes. uh-huh. um parentified she has been parentified to a huge degree mm-hmm. she has huge trauma issues from parental abandonment and parental death yeah um so i mean like there's a lot going on there mm-hmm. that i'm like her yeah, life of course sucks she's, she's like not picking up yeah. on certain things because why would she right yeah. i feel yeah. like not to be like well, YA is really for adults, but I do think that like as an adult reading it, I I'm less annoyed with Katniss mm-hmm. than I was, and I didn't dislike Katniss no, when yeah. I first read it. it She's was just kind of like, a badass. Yeah, I felt like I was just kind of a little bit more like, come on, Katniss, yeah. get with the program. Can't you just you know? love Peta? Right. <laughs> Why do you? Whereas have to now be I'm so like un un uh, un uh, cooperative. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Our girls dealing with stuff. Definitely a different vibe reading it now. Yeah, yeah. For, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I guess we should probably get into the, like, breakdown, right? Yeah, let's talk about it. If you don't know about Hunger Games, uh, then uh, it's basically Battle Royale. Uh, but uh, so the, the, the world, this book takes place in the future where after several civil and or world wars, uh, North America and U.S. in general has been condensed into a uh country called panem and uh instead of states we now have districts and each district focuses on a different kind of um uh commodity industry industry yes 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 so uh katniss is from district 12 their their industry is coal mining which wild we're still coal mining in the future that there's even coal to mine i guess i don't know how far in the future this is but i was like damn the fossil fuels are really holding out (laughs) I will also throw in there that um, this is the one part. This doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. This no, is yeah, the world this, building is like just ignore. The, it's fine. It's like it's it it Sorry, works in a like metaphorical sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But in a like, if you actually sit down and puzzle it out, of being like, this is the area that we do coal and only coal. Right. And this is the area where we do farming and, and only, only farming. farming. And this is the area where we do technology and own i'm like okay so the sizes here have to be wildly different yes. right? because the farming has to be like a very large acreage the technology one is like a few city blocks right because it's just a few like <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. factory lines you know it, it's it's a little okay gang uh <laughs> with the and i think people like i feel like there's been maps that show yeah like, they for sure where are. the districts are or at least best and I'm guesses because sure... I don't know if Suzanne Collins has ever come out with an official one has she yeah but I'm yeah. pretty sure most of them tend to put the districts as pretty comparable in size um which mm-hmm. is like they certainly can't be they yeah just, you, they you need so much be. room to farm for the entirety 
of the United States. Like, And then that gets into, like, that's incredibly inefficient to have one area farming and then have mm-hmm. to ship all of that food to everywhere else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is also another district, right? There is, like, a transportation district, I think. Am I making that up? There probably I is. I don't know. Up. I'm about to pull up. Let me pull up the I don't remember. I know. Okay, so 12 is coal. 11 is agriculture. 4 is fishing industry. Because uh, mm-hmm. Finnick O'Dare, my goodness. Uh, oh. We have... Joanna's from eight, I think, which is the lumber. Yes. Which, which again, is, like, is another is wild one. With farming, you know, like yeah. that seems like, I don't know, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on one sec. <laughs> Bernard from Westworld is from the technology district, uh, which yes. I guess spoilers if you haven't seen Westworld, my bad. But, um, and I don't remember. Is that district two? Okay. Or okay. Three? I, I've got it. Okay. Here we go. Uh, We've got, yeah, so, okay, first off, we do have this map. I'm going to drop it in, mm-hmm. uh, oh, no, wait, this might not be an official one. Hold on. Because there was that one, like, there was, like, a Hunger Games board game or something that was, like, officially licensed. Mm. So I think that that is. Is that the one you had? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know where that is now. Probably at that? your parents' house on the floor next to the door of the office where it's been Probably. for the past 20 years. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I can picture uh, it so vividly in my mind. Because uh, I think this is the, like... I'm sure it's not there. The official breakdown of the different districts. Wild. And they're about the same size, is that right? Where Denver like, is? Den- that seems really far north for Denver, but maybe I'm just... This, this map is really... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell the you. I've never, I've never been. Um, but the districts are. One is like luxury uh, one goods, is right? Industry slash lifestyle. Which, what which does is that manufa- mean? Manufacturing luxury items for the capital. Cool. So fancy shit. Two is masonry. Okay. But also manufactures weaponry makes trains and supplies the nation's peacekeepers that's so many things for one district not really one industry three is electronics of many Uh types so that's bd is from there okay Mm -hmm. uh four is fishing Mm. which why do we need a whole district for fishing that why can't everyone do a little fishing yeah uh five is power production okay which that's confusing because coal is also power production Mm, but it's dirty it's dirty and i guess they do hydroelectric power production. so why are we still digging for coal my friends why are we still doing coal i don't (laughs) know six is transportation so again why but they're so far northeast they're like how can you possibly have a district that is for transportation that is only in one area in ohio and canada so like you would have to send those people to go work in other districts to like maintain the trains that or whatever. That makes no right? sense. The world so building that is whack. Make sense. Like, oh. I will fully admit that like the world building is is very dramatic, but makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. Seven is uh, lumber. lumber. Oh, not eight. Eight okay. is textiles. Okay. Like, okay again, okay. that is something that you would need like a lot of people to For do sure. to clothe the nation, but also that could take place in a few factories like you don't need yeah. the same size as you do for farming uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. um nine is grain which like okay and then 10 is livestock okay and then 11 is agriculture it's such a which, small like, space all three of those all three of them, but like what happened to florida it, 
it doesn't make sense. And then 12 is coal. And this map has uh, no that's... Florida. Did Florida just fall off? Probably. Rip Florida. <laughs> Probably Florida fell off. Or maybe maybe that's 13. 13, I think, is supposed to be the northeast. Like, where uh, there is that big blank splotch. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that makes but it sense. also could just be, they just, like, sawed it off. They're like, mm, they we're done with you, just... 13. Goodbye. But, yeah, I mean, like, eight or no, uh, uh, nine, 10, 11, which is grain, other types of agriculture and, <laughs> and livestock, livestock could just be one and, big like, thing, like farming district. That should be because that's like more efficient to have those things inter, like, it's, it's less efficient to have that spread out that way. Mm-hmm. And it's also would require way more space than the, t- the, uh, uh, fabric one unless what we're saying is like the fabric they're also growing the cotton or something which I guess maybe, maybe but, but from I, where I, it's located <laughs> yeah it seems unlikely I don't know I, I just it doesn't it doesn't make sense the it, way we're doing it this. truly doesn't and you know what I hate to say I think America Singer did it better I think if yeah. you're gonna have everyone classified by a number they all have to live together and just not be able to move about socially right yeah right and it does it does make Again, please like, see our selection episode for more information. Yes. <laughs> and it does it makes sense in terms of like, okay, where are these and like what would be commodified from these areas? Although really I think District 12 should be where District 3 is more than mm. where it is, because it's Appalachia, right? Or Appalachia. And like, Yeah, it's supposed to be like West Virginia, basically. Part of part of Appalachia's in three and part of it's in twelve. Yeah. They're really like, disregarding the Kentucky and Tennessee of it all. Yeah. And Northern and I Georgia. Feel like, like mm, come on now. The whole coal mining and coal mining towns is so specific to West Virginia now. Uh-huh. And I mean, like, historically, but, like, is still very much a thing in West Virginia that is a problem and yeah. has caused massive amounts of inequity there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that feels a little weird to me that it's so coastal. Um, which also then brings me back to the fishing because that's not coastal enough, right? Yeah. Like there's big chunks of that where there's just nowhere to fish. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess they could be like farm It's over fishing. in California, Washington, and Oregon for those of you not yeah. looking at this map with us. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. But like, <laughs> like I feel like, like I guess they're probably farm fishing, right? Because yeah. it's the future and there's, you know, hydroponics but, and like, whatever. Mm, <laughs> I don't still, know. It just doesn't quite. I would have put that in like Minnesota where there's like 10,000 yeah. lakes, right? Yeah. Mm. And then, like, I feel like nine should kind of be... You need to talk to President Snow about this, because it makes no sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it was poorly, poorly divided. <laughs> and also, the whole idea of just dividing things by industry is silly. It's and silly. We, we recognize this sense. is the weakest part of the book. But it doesn't matter, because we are here for teenagers murdering each other. <laughs> that is also, like, a thing with this fandom and... Like, the hype, that is always very interesting because there's always, like, this, like, segment that gets very into the idea. Like, this happened when the books came out, mm-hmm. happened when the movies mm-hmm. came out, and it's happening now. Like, I've seen people doing TikToks of it, whatever, of, like, people being like, what if we were in the Hunger Games, like, you know, sort of thing. Mm. And um, some just seem to very severely have missed the point of the series. <laughs> you shouldn't want to be in them. Yeah, it's like, bad. It's, it's like, a bad thing. The Hunger Games is bad though. Yeah. Like we yeah. shouldn't be and there there is kind of this weird um 
fucked upness to it, right? Mm-hmm. Of like we are the capital of watching the games and being entertained in the by games them, yeah, entertained by it. So you know, are like you how do you parse that, right? I think I think it's be- the the this book came out in the height of like uh, categorize yourself YA like which house are mm. you in which divergent yes. thing are you and like uh, which district are you it's like I I guess I'm gonna choose the capital I don't know man I don't want to be in any oh, of that damn Anna well like I don't want to die I don't know as well, as yeah, a 35 year old mean- though I or almost 35 I have uh I have a uh, missed that so I'm I'm safe. The teenager's I, reading it, though. You better watch out. Yeah, you got to watch out. You got to watch your back. You got to watch your back. You never know when a pandemic is going to happen. And then suddenly your little uh, mid-sized Midwestern town is now Grainsville. <laughs> <laughs> watch out. Could happen to you. <laughs> uh, so that's the world. Um, our main character is Katniss Everdeen. Her father died when she was younger in a mining accident. And since then, her mother, who was like this uh, slightly richer person in District 12 for whatever that means. Yeah, she was she was um, the daughter of a pharmacist or something. Um, She married down. She went into like a complete uh, like depressive episode where she just disconnected from her family, wasn't taking care of Katniss and her younger sister, Prim. And uh, Katniss had to grow up very quickly, learn how to... um, fend for herself and learn how to hunt outside of the district which is illegal but keeps their bellies full um and she had to take all of this on while her mom was kind of you know going through that fugue state um so and there's so much like interesting discussion of class in these books right mm-hmm. because it's such a a point of contention between Katniss and her mother right of like Katniss's mother checked out and yeah. then when the events of these books like when the stuff kicks off, which we'll, you know, get to if I ever stop interrupting. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, Kat- <laughs> children die. <laughs> Katniss doesn't. Katniss uh, basically, like, tells her mom, like, you cannot do what you did last time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you need to you need to be present. Mm-hmm. And you can't leave again. And her mom's kind of like, she says, yeah. I, her mom's kind of like, bro, I don't know what you wanted from me. Like, I was depressed and, yeah. you know, had, had, like, a mental illness situation going on. And it's, so valid I think for Katniss to be mad about this because Katniss is a member of the lowest class in Mm -hmm. this society and always has been and understands that survival does not allow her time to have mental health breakdowns yes right Uh and her mother never understood that right uh where her her mom is from more money yeah right and it's like that is like her mom's attitude is probably the one that is more correct and ideal where it's like sometimes you might be going through something that makes it mm-hmm. impossible to do certain tasks and that's not your fault and you're not a bad person for it. Mm-hmm. But the reality that Katniss is living in is like you had two young daughters and you had two young daughters mm-hmm. and like you don't have the money to be able to afford pulling that bullshit. You got to yes. like pull, you know, you move on. You have to feed us. And it's like that's the big tragedy I feel like between Katniss and her mother is that mm-hmm. like Katniss is they both in survival have good mode. Points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Katniss is survival mode all the time, always because she has to be. Because she Whereas got that mother, trauma, man. Yeah, and her mother like didn't grow up with that, so she doesn't understand mm-hmm. that that is what is happening. She got right? that different trauma. Mm-hmm. 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 It is sad. It is. It's sad. And uh, I don't very emotional scenes where so so we do eventually get that like so there is there is a um, 
every year in, in the world of Pan Am, the capital, who are the upper class rich people who do not live by this caste system that has been created in the United States, hold what is called a Hunger Games in which two teenagers from each district are reaped and then forced to participate in a bloodbath until only one teenager remains. Um, you participate this. You participate in the drawings from between the ages of 12 and 17, and you can put your name in more than once in order to receive food for your family. So Katniss, of course, has put her name in multiple times, as many times as she was allowed to, uh, in order to make sure that her family had some extra supplies to help survive and has refused to let Prim do the same thing. This is Prim's first year in the drawing. And then her... Which also, again, reinforces the class system here, mm-hmm. where, we've, you know, as we go on, we find out that, like... Basically, it gets worse as you go down, right? Twelve yes. is the worst off cat, the worst off district, um, and there's this thing like everyone's like, oh, nobody from twelve ever wins, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're underfed, well, they're right, yeah. and you're more likely to have to put in your name in order to get more food mm-hmm. in twelve. Mm-hmm. Like you are more the people the pool that 12 is pulling from is inflated with the least likely to survive mm-hmm. in a hunger games so and they only have one in, victor which is Hamish. right yeah whereas in like one two three the the you don't have as many desperate people so you don't have desperate people entering so the people that are picked are more likely to be well fed and well off and because, want to be there because they're volunteering for this yeah glory so it's, again just like again we see how this this thing that is like for these higher slightly higher classes but still oppressed but slightly higher classes Mm -hmm. is a you know a chance to better yourself whereas because of the situation in 12 there is no way to bootstrap your Mm -hmm. way out through the hunger games right like right Suzanne's doing a lot of work she's doing a lot of work in this white dystopian (laughs) really just a lot of again the the actual structure of the makes no sense. Make Absolutely sense. no sense. But on a metaphorical level, it works. Wow, it hits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Katniss has a very good friend named Gail Hawthorne, who is the oldest brother of many siblings, and his father also died in the same mining accident Katniss's father died in. And the two of them pal around together in the woods, and he taught her how to do snares, and she taught him how to shoot with bow and arrow. And they're hunting partners. And Gail probably does love her a little bit in the way that like you are trauma bonded to someone for life because of the things that you've gone through together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're very, very close. And he, this is his last year in the Hunger Games, but his name in is in the pot so many times because he has put himself in his name in, and then he puts his name in uh, one time for each of his siblings, but it like multiplies every year. It's, there's a whole thing. So he's like, every time you put it in, in one year, mm -hmm. that gives you supplies for one year for one person. Yes. And that counts as another entry the next year. Yes. So you only get the supplies for one year, but it's a permanent entry so, for every year yes. from then on. And his name is in the bucket like 40, 60 something times. I can't remember. Yeah. And Katniss's is in there plenty of times. So I think like 20 something times. Um, and Prim, who is her younger sister, is in there once. one time because it is her first year. And Katniss has been putting all of the supply entries it's a tesserae in her name. Or tesserae or something. Tesserae, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so they go to this reaping. It's a big, big day. The the capital wants to kind of make it like a holiday because it's the official start of their like entertainment season, right? Uh, but the people in District 12 are very somber about it. They go, one girl and one boy is picked. Obviously, Prim is picked and Katniss has her big dramatic, I, um, 
uh, I volunteer's tribute moment where she takes the place of Prim and the district in like this show of solidarity does a silent salute to her where they like put three fingers to their lips and then put those three fingers in the air like look it up whatever um and so in this way like the rebellion has kind of begun but maybe it's begun earlier than that hard to say uh so also maybe it's begun later than that maybe it's begun also a point of this of could be like someone taking opportunities where they see right yeah like how do we define a rebellion right Yeah. yeah and how do we define a revolution and what what is the actual breaking point for various things right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i think again i'm not trying to get too far ahead but i think like some of the stuff that happens in book two i think there's plenty of evidence to say stuff has been in the works for longer than katniss has been yes a tribute mm-hmm. right but then the but one then, big thing is a direct retaliation against katniss <laughs> right so yeah. it's like there's just a lot that you know, again, I think it, I, I feel like as we go yeah, further in the series, yeah. there'll be, cause I think yeah. that the, the three finger salute is a good like point to, or a good moment to point to, to be like, this is the moment that, but I think there's another one that I find more compelling mm. in this book yes. as the, like, this is the moment where Katniss became mm-hmm. the symbol. Yeah, no, I think, yes, I, I, I want to, I kind of want, I don't need this. I do want like a uh, different point of view of, mm. of, I would love that, but I know that's not the point and like is completely unnecessary. No, I don't want like a President Snow uh, Ballad of Songbird and Snake situation, <laughs> but I would like to just see like some like short stories or, you know, like yeah, a series it's... of one shots perhaps of like, this is what different people in the Capitol and District 13 were thinking as things were happening with Katniss. Like, I think that'd be so fascinating, but please do not feel the need to write that book, Suzanne. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I think that Suzanne Collins is so interesting as an author because like so many, both YA authors and older authors, especially now in the era of like, we have to keep engagement in online spaces. Uh-huh. We'll do that sort of thing of like, oh, special release. Here's yes. what this person's thinking. Like that sort you of have thing. to collect 10 and different Suzanne books Collins to get all like, the short stories. Yeah, Suzanne Collins is like, I'm done. I'm going back into my author cave. I'll yeah. see you later. Like she is, from everything I've seen, very not public facing. Yeah, you know? I mean, and she, what it, I mean, outside of the Hunger Games series, I don't know what, if anything, she has done that is, if popular. I, I don't know anything. I don't off know. The top yeah, of I mean, like honestly, she wrote her three books. She got her bag. Felt like writing another one. Slid it out there real stealthy, and then went back in. Like <laughs> she wrote the underland the underland chronicles before the hunger mm, games okay okay and then uh wrote a couple other books like one-offs before the hunger games mm. and then wrote one other book in 2013 really and then ballad of songbirds and snakes in 2020 wow. and has done nothing you know else. what good for her though she's she got, got her she's bag and she got, got so much money i mean like come on now four movies based on these books and like they are just annually popular like honestly powerful honestly that's how i would do it and you know what i bet she keeps her mouth shut because she sees what happens to other popular authors when they do not (laughs) uh anyway um she apparently worked in clarissa explains it all really yeah she was a a, that was her uh, beginning of her writing career was working for children's tv you know what she's you know been writing really compelling stuff for kids our age our whole lives apparently apparently um 
So Katniss gets picked, and then and then uh, the the boy who gets reaped is not actually Gale. Uh, it is a boy named Peter Malark. He is the youngest son of the baker that uh, we find out later. Uh, Katniss's mom used to kind of like not date, but he he really loved Katniss's mom. And I truly did not remember that at it all. It seemed like a wild thing to include. Like it's very weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, Peter has an interesting upbringing. Like he is the youngest son. His mom is not great. Uh, pretty abusive, I would say, hitting her kids and uh, making them burn their hands on bread and stuff. Peter has turned out much more like his dad. Who like, how does dad not? realize what mom is doing to his kids i don't know i don't understand their family dynamics (laughs) i feel like it's again a situation of like survival versus complacency sort of thing yeah where i mean does divorce exist in panem i i would not be surprised to find that marriages and divorces are not as like legal systems as Mm. much as they are because it's it's like like traditional yeah, because yeah. it's, like, it, basically the way that a lot of older systems of marriage worked where it was, like, oh, we're, we live together, we're partners, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is the equivalent of being married, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Where it wasn't necessarily, like, someone has to decree it, you yeah. know, and it, things have got more complicated as we moved along. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I almost would guess that like divorce and marriage wouldn't necessarily be a thing in a district like 12 because marriage and divorce as concepts are primarily as governmental concepts are primarily interested in assets right like the point of a divorce is to divide assets Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. um the point of a marriage is to combine assets and like yes obviously you know there's the point of a marriage is because you love each other, but like from a <laughs> nah. legal standpoint, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the reason it's important is to know who to tax and like who legally has the right to stuff, right? Yes. But in a district like twelve, which like nobody, nobody has, anything, has anything, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if people were just doing like the equivalent of hand fasting, you know, or like country marriages, you know, where you don't necessarily have to go get a preacher because we right. don't see religion as a driving force in this book i don't at all. know if anyone is religious in these books or if they could i be. don't think it's brought up yeah at all. it's kind of one of those sci-fi things of like of course there's no god in the future <laughs> we've evolved beyond that or whatever which i think that in itself is also another weird thing with this uh series that there isn't a you would think there'd be a really zealot type of religious figure in a world like yeah that, so. or or even not necessarily a zealot t- there isn't much of a propaganda mm, right like it's, everyone is just beaten down everyone has to watch the hunger games and there's kind of the company line of like oh we deserve this because we tried to rebel against the capital but like there doesn't really seem to be much in place in terms of educating children or like uh, uh, uh providing you know no one's going around like great future leader presidents or uh, great leader president snow i think that's happening in the capital yeah it's not happening at all in the districts yeah. you know yeah which is interesting yeah they're just basically given no information about anything that happens outside of their districts and then made very sad which seems like that shouldn't work but it for does. the transportation district <laughs> the transportation district could just shoot <laughs> you on out of here why are they still here in pan am make a boat and leave <laughs> Someone's going to come at us like, oh, well, they don't actually do the transportation. They just make the trains. And I'm like, okay, who's fucking running that train then? Yeah. You cannot tell me that some bitch from the Capitol is running the train. 
don't lie to me. <laughs> Who are the conductors and engineers of these trains? Tell come me on. that. Tell me that. Someone these trains that fly. <laughs> Someone else is going to come out. It's like, it's the future. They're self-running. And to that, I say, Then why probably. are they mining coal? <laughs> Why are they mining What coal? are they doing with it? What's the point of the coal? If they've got hydroelectricity and solar powered and flying t- trains that literally have no wheels, they just fly over tracks. Like, it seems like the point of the coal would be to maybe provide energy to other lower number. Yeah, districts, like. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, I just, I, it just seems like that's an cheaper, ineffective. Yeah. Yeah. Get the, stop relying on coal. Make the coal people do, in, 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 uh, envelope them in District 11, I guess, because, <laughs> I mean, Farming. get rid of the districts. Get rid of the districts, first of all. I, <laughs> okay. We have to move on. This episode's going to be as long as Twilight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Pita, we find out, uh, is actually a very important figure in Katniss's life because when Katniss was at her lowest low where she really thought she was about to die from starvation Peta malark threw her some bread and saved her life we also find out later on i'm it's saying this all out of order because the big reveals are it, it's whatever uh Peta malark the boy with the bread has loved katniss basically since he saw her when she was a small child and she sang beautifully uh and um he has just been creepily watching her <laughs> through the whole, whole life and didn't want to ever approach her because She's too hot and powerful for someone like him. Uh, I will say, rereading this, because the first time I read this, yeah. when Peter was saying that shit, and Katniss was like, I don't know if he's playing a... He's obviously playing a game oh to Katniss, make the Capitol think that. And I was like, girl, you're being so dumb. Girl. But I think actually rereading this, I was kind of like, well, does Peter really feel this way? And mm-hmm. I think like at the end, it's clear that he does. Yes, but yeah. I do think that... You know, it it is kind of questionable if you are early on as to how exactly does Peter feel about yes. Katniss? Like, what is he saying this because he knows it plays well, mm-hmm. or is he? Because there's there's kind of this thing with Peter of like he is very good at playing the role of the tribute, yes. right? Yes, he's and I think where it ends up is that that is just because he is a naturally likable person mm-hmm. for now <laughs> and again i think it comes back into the like someone who exists for survival versus someone who hasn't been in survival mode their whole yes. life right yeah where Peta has the leeway to develop affability yeah right yeah i mean katniss has had like what one friend who was in the mm-hmm. same exact position as her 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 whole life like that's it like and she was kind of friendly with the mayor's daughter but like, and I think it. that we are supposed to understand that there is something genuinely likable about Katniss. A lot of people do root for her, yes, in Underneath her district. It all, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I think that there's there's that. And I think that Peta is less of, like, man, you just really root for him. And more just he is... He's charming. Charming and, like, has been raised in a way that social niceties are a thing. He understands know? manners. <laughs> manners. Uh, Effie is one of my favorites. I do love Effie. Um, so we get uh, they they get plucked out of their district and they are taken to the Capitol, where they are made pretty to be in front of cameras because, as Emma said, like there is a role you have to play as a tribute. So you have a team around you. You have uh, your person who's supposed to train you to be successful in the games because technically no one is supposed to be training their whole lives to become a killing machine to win in the games, right? Like this is illegal supposedly, but in the Richard 
districts where people have the free time and the means uh, and the money to do so, these children have been raised to learn how to fight. Uh, and so they, um, they have a clear advantage, but, but, but everyone technically is supposed to be on a level playing field of not knowing how to kill other children, which yes, we should all aspire to this. Um, (laughs) so you have a person who is supposed to train you, uh, who is a victor from your district beforehand. District 12 has only ever had one other victor. It is Haymitch. He is to train both PETA and Katniss. You have, uh, your, like your MC for your district kind of like is the person who is your liaison to the powers that be that are like, uh, you know, directing the show or whatever. And for them, it is Effie Trinket, who is this very like bubbly, totally unaware of the social dynamics and the class systems at work here that put her in this power or position of power over other people but is at her core just like a very caring person and she does like genuinely hope for the best for Peta and Katniss she just does not have the emotional awareness or capacity to understand that this is a horrific thing happening to them well at first I think I I actually feel like because okay so uh, you know, we'll get to the rest of the team in a second. Yeah. But Haymitch and uh, uh, Effie, right? Yes. They are both District 12 specific and have been for a while. Yes. Haymitch is, has had to continue as the to watch trainer children for die over and his over. district since his victory mm-hmm. when he was himself a teenager. Um, and he's, what, in his 30s, 40s now, we think? I would probably? say, like, mid-40s would be my guess. But also, Yeah, so he's been you know. doing this for multiple decades, watching children die mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um after he you know presumably probably had to kill some children i think yeah. we get some more details on that in book two but i legitimately can't remember mm-hmm. um and then so i mean he deals with this by drinking and not getting attached yes. right yeah i think that effie actually may realize the horrors a little bit more than like she presents mm. because i think that like her way her the way that she reacts to them is also a coping mechanism mm-hmm. like i think that she has also had to pull these kids names so there's the like you are selecting them for death thing mm-hmm. right which i know she does in the movies i can't remember if she does in the books or if it's the mayor or something and she does i um, think she does in the she books does in yeah the, yeah um so she's the one who's selecting them to die and then she is um having to talk to them and like know them as people for a week Mm -hmm. and then watch them get brutally murdered on television Uh again for multiple years like she says oh maybe they'll finally move me out of district 12 which would imply that she has been in district 12 a while and she's been there as long as Katniss can remember Mm -hmm. right so she's been I would say at least a decade of but always always watching the kids that she's involved with dying Mm -hmm. so I think that her way of being like kind of a capital shill Mm -hmm. is less like oh i just don't realize that this is terrible and more being like have i have to buy into this propaganda Mm. and and consider it okay or else i am responsible for this in a way that i cannot emotionally process yeah and i think she probably went into it as like a oh yes i you know like the hunger games is great i love the hunger games but like you said we see that she cares about Katniss and Peta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's that she's like, oh, I don't understand that it's bad that people get that kids die. I think she's like, well, it has to be the right thing because otherwise, what am I? Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's a good reading of her. I think that's like she is uh, in denial, essentially, mm-hmm. of what is happening around her. And her best way of, yeah, she's just like overly peppy to the point where Katniss is like, disgusted by it because i mean yeah. that is kind of what it is right like trying to cheer up these kids who are know they're just going to go to their death more than likely uh what is why 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 pretend yeah. you know but i feel like her level of peppiness and chipperness is mm-hmm. kind of masking something that the other like we're you know talking about the rest of the team we've got the stylists and there's the head stylist for both Peta and katniss and then they have a team of other stylists and they'll like uh, the secondary stylists are that yes. right they can't comprehend of this as yes a horror, the hair right? and, and nails and makeup people who have names like but they, i cannot remember them at the moment octavia and some other names yeah they're all very uh, there's three like, of them Flavius, flor- maybe? floral sort of like yeah flowery i guess you could say roman names. i would say is more the like octavia flavius mm-hmm. like they're all like very roman names yeah it's like pan m roman empire mm. bread and circuses makes I feel sense like makes vibe. sense um, so they have these two people and then when they get to the Capitol, they do, they get a team of stylists and then one person who's kind of the one in charge of their appearance. Um, and every year the, the, the districts are supposed to, they do this like big grand opening ceremony and the districts are supposed to dress as something that represents their district. And so of course, like every year they're like, oh, they put us in coal miner outfits. And one year, uh, instead of outfits, they just let the tributes be naked and rub coal powder all over them and stuff like, like terrible stuff. But Cinna and Portia, who is Peta's stylist and Cinna is Katniss's stylist. Just Which also, isn't that weird that it's gender swapped? swapped. Like I feel like, yeah. I, and I don't think we ever really get to see the stylist for other teams. Yeah. But I feel is like if same? that plays out, then that kind of is another way of being like, fuck you to these kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Make you get naked in front of. In front of a strange older man. Yeah. 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 Like, mm, not a great look. Not a great look. Um, So this this year, Cinna, who is new, he's new to the stylist scene. He has specifically requested to work with District 12 because he was very impressed with Katniss's uh, volunteering to take her sister's place. Decided that instead of going with the coal miner theme, he's going to go the other way and show like what happens, like what can happen with coal and um, how much power it has in it. So he decides to, he's going to put them in flammable outfits so that when they come in, they're just like on fire uh, and basically trying to make them look very appealing as tributes in the games because this is all a political thing where you want to get people to like you so that they spend money on you to send you things in the games that will help you stay alive Katniss is like fuck it disgusting do not want to do that I hate that do not want to pander and Peta is like I'm going to I can't help it I want people to like me because I am good boy with the bread Peta Malark um and he's just very, he's like we said, he's very good with people. So he kind of like plays up into this and already has like a good grasp on how to get people to like him. Whereas Katniss very much struggles with this throughout the entire book. And is again, one of those YA characters of like, I am, I am very beloved, but do not realize like, I'm very like, I am probably very traditionally attractive person and have a lot of really good qualities, but I cannot realize it. But in the in, in Katniss's case, I think it's very valid, like, she has had a hard life. Like she does not understand people's motivations. She does not understand that she's like not insightful at all and does not see the effect that she does have on people with the small things that she does on a day-to-day basis. Like anyway, so that's where she gets her nickname girl on fire. 
Um, and and she kind of gets like swept up in the in these feelings and and does things like she's she and Peta are holding hands and she's like blowing kisses to the audience and like getting them to really like her. Um, they go through this whole like. Uh, there's like a week before the games start where they're in the capital, presumably learning how to hurt and maim other children and also learning survival skills. But a lot of them already know how to do that. So uh, they kind of spend the time trying to hide their skills. Like PETA is very strong. Like he's he's a baker's son. He's been carrying around 100 pound sacks of flowers his whole life. Like he's a very strong individual. Uh, and then Katniss, of course, has her hunting. She's a she's a prodigy, prodigy with a bow and arrow. Uh, but Hamish has told both of them to hide their skill so that like people are kind of um, surprised when they see this in the games. It'll make for good television because this whole well, thing is being filmed strategically. Like there's there's kind of two elements going on here yeah. in terms of strategy where he doesn't want the other tributes to know right. what their exact strengths are mm-hmm. because you then know they'll target like, them. Then they'll target yeah. not even just because I think. So they will know that Katniss is strong, right? Yes. Or not physically strong, but they'll know that Katniss is a threat a because yeah. she does get a very good ranking when she performs for the judges. The secret the secret judging where the judges are like, okay, we'll see what they've got and then we'll give them a ranking so people know how to bet, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so like people are going to know if she's good or not based on that, but they wouldn't know, hey, we need to make sure she doesn't get a bow and arrow, right? Yes. Because they don't know that she shoots bows and arrows. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the strategy there. Um, but then, yeah, with the judging, like, they still do have to do well in that because I don't know if we've really brought it up, but there is a sponsorship element to this game mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. if people like you, they will send you, they will pay to send you things in the arena. And that goes through Hey Mitch. So this also becomes, like, this really interesting uh, uh communication between Hamish and Katniss where like they can't talk during the games but Katniss can figure out what she should be doing based on what Hamish is and isn't sending her Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. both in terms of like gameplay stuff like you know I'm jumping ahead a little bit Mm -hmm. but she figures out that she must be close to water because she is dehydrated and she knows she would have enough sponsors to have bought her water and Hamish isn't sending it. So she's aware that Hamish would know it's a waste. Yeah. Because, yeah. So because Hamish doesn't send her, because Hamish does not send her water, she is able to get up and go to the water that she now knows is near. Mm -hmm. Um, So like there's this element too. And with that, uh, they have, she has to do well in front of the judges so that they will get sponsors. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Um, so there's, there's like, it's, it's so fun to read. It's just, it's like that kind of fun sort of like political maneuvering that I really Mm -hmm. enjoy Uh, throws in some like fun fake dating elements. I, this is just a book for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so, so they have this big interview the night before the hunger games are to officially start and everyone kind of has a, um, a uh shoot what gimmick is, yeah everyone kind of has a gimmick has something that they're working towards making the audience think about them as uh they're they're uh going through their interview it's a very short amount of time they each sit down with uh caesar flickerman played by stanley tucci absolute perfection um who he, they so a lot of the tributes are they go for like i'm very like strong and tough and brave and i'm gonna like ha- be that kind of person so that so that sponsors want to send money to me because obviously i'm the winner or like some of the 
girls will be like, mm, I'm a sexy femme fatale. You should send me money because I'm, I'm a sexually attractive teenager. I would like the police to question all of those sponsors that send money to her for being well, sexy, please. I mean, and then with what, again, not trying to look ahead, but a little bit of spoiler for book two, we do find out that, uh, so, that basically if you, after you are a tribute, often what happens is that you are then, a sexual commodity that is pretty much bought and sold by capital members. It's very um, gross. So there is that implication there that they are playing up the sex sells angle, not just because like, oh, it'll make guys like me and want to send me money, but because like people literally might be like, I want her to survive so that I can fuck her later. Like, yeah, it's fucked very up. gross. Extremely gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like all of those uh, countdown till she's 18, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have like the younger tributes want to be like very cute and precious so that people feel bad for them, you know, and send them money. And, um, we'll get to PETA's whole shtick in a second, but Katniss is struggling with like, I don't, people don't like me. That's her thing. She's like, I'm not a likable person. She knows this about herself. She's like, I am rough around the edges. I am not a nice person. And it takes me a lot to smile. I can't go up there and like giggle and be charming. That's not me. And because she and Hamish are so alike, they really butt heads about this. And it's finally Cinna who gets through to her and he's like, girl, like everyone already loves you because of what you did with your sister. Like we already know you are a good person. Just like show that to the world. Um, so she act like you're talking to a friend act like you're talking to a friend which is me your new best friend Cinna uh and so she does she like makes eye contact with him throughout the um uh whole interview and I think does a pretty good job of like coming across as like at first just like kind of this like you know average average girl who's had a hard life and then at the very end is has this very powerful moment of like Caesar asked her like and what what was the last thing that your sister said to you before you came to the games and she said I swore to her I would win and everyone is like just like stunned and they love her everyone loves Katniss because she's so cool she's she's a very good character I have no problems with Katniss (laughs) love her Um, PETA, however, has taken a different angle and it's one that he has kept secret from Katniss is when he goes up there he reveals that he has been in love with her his entire life and Katniss is pissed. She's like, you've made me look weak. You've embarrassed me on national television. What will everyone back home be thinking? And it isn't until Hamish has been like, girl, he's made you attractive. Like he's made you someone people want to like uh, because right. everyone already likes PETA. So if PETA well, likes you, you must like, be likable. The way that this maneuvering from PETA is like so clear after having finished the book yeah. that PETA is going into this game with the expectation he's going to die, right? Like he has absolutely no belief he's going to make it through this game because this is not a good move for him, right? Because mm-hmm. what is this set? What is the storyline this is setting up? The storyline this is setting up is that at best, the most interesting play is what, you know, the game makers try to actually arrange, mm-hmm. which is that it is a showdown between him and the one he loves. And yes, he has to one kill of them her, has right? To die. Like, yes, that's the most interesting victory for him. Otherwise, the only story that his victory would be would be this guy was in love with a girl and then she died during this and he won and that's sad, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's not an interesting or compelling story. So, like, he's not setting up in any way for people to root for him, right? He's, doing he's all only for setting up for people to root Ugh. for Katniss. Like, this is, this is shooting himself in the foot. He's not offering a storyline that puts him as the hero right. like at all. There's right. no way to spin this. The best He's possible sympathetic way is, at best. 
Yeah, the best possible way for a storyteller to spin this is like, okay, well, if he does make it to the end, hopefully we can do something tragic where he has to kill Katniss, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. that's at least, you know, oh, the angst. But it's still not very good, really. Mm-hmm, like, that's mm-hmm. not really a good story versus Katniss either having to kill Peta or, like, ha- getting through the games and, you know, Peta dying out of love for her. You know, like, yes, that's a better story. You know? Yes, Ugh. He's so, mm, he's just so good. He's so good. Well, and he's so, he's, he's got such self-esteem issues. He truly does. Oh my <laughs> word. And that's all his mother's fault. We will, we will blame his mother rightfully <laughs> for this one. But yes, um, poor Peta. I don't necessarily disagree with him that like, cause he says a few times, he's like, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to make it through yeah. this. Which and only is one person like, can at that point, you know? Right. And Katniss is kind of like, dude, like fucking get it together stop talking that way but like this has no time for tears she's yeah but Peter's like he's not exactly wrong that he's not a good contender you know Mm he you know there's a lot of jokes after the movies came out about like oh Peter's special power being the camouflage thing i'm sorry it's so it is just really funny in in the movie when he opens his eyes and he's just like mud boy perfect uh but yeah i mean like he's not he's not uh uh good at killing he hasn't he had to, to kill before yeah, he has no Katniss survival has, instinct you know? honestly he's just a nice good boy yeah um and <laughs> so yeah his only play is to make sure that district 12 because because if you're if you if if you win your district gets benefits from that they get more food mm. they get more money yada 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 so like yeah he's like i i will help the girl I love make it home and then also better life for everybody else back at home. Right. And also I think that he would have a pretty good understanding of Katniss at this point. Yeah. That, He's been watching uh, her his whole life. That <laughs> unlike, that, unlike president snow <laughs> that, uh, uh, if she makes it home and he does not, mm-hmm. she's probably going to, help out his family absolutely right yes you know that seems like a likely outcome she don't want to owe anybody anything is her is her right. whole thing she's like i don't i don't want to owe you a favor i just want us to be even stevens yeah. um the next day the next day is the beginning of the hunger games um each tribute is allowed to bring in a little item from home that reminds them of their district katniss has been given a mocking jay pin from the daughter of the mayor of district 12 which is uh, madge is i think her name is madge madge is a character that like katniss was like we always kind of just buddied up at school by default because neither of us really like to talk to the other kids um and like we never really had a deep connection but she is surprised when at at the reaping she comes to say goodbye and she gives katniss this pin of a bird um and it is a mockingjay which is kind of a um a mockery of the capital because the capital does all this weird stuff with genetic mutations with animals specifically where they'll like put together a whole bunch of different genes and see what grotesque thing pops out to kill people one of the things they've created were these mocking jays which were basically like mocking birds no they made jabber jays they sorry jabber they made jabber they jays, made and jabber jabber jays. jays bred with mockingbirds. Yes. So it was, that's what it, it is. Was, they made jabber. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. They they made jabber jays because they wanted a bird that could overhear conversations that the the rebellious districts were having, and then report back those uh, 
those birds, but people caught on to what was happening and they started reporting false information. And so the Jabberjays were then all let go because they were kind of useless. The Jabberjays mated with mocking birds and made mocking jays. And so now these are kind of like a symbol of embarrassment to the capital because it was this, this thing they created that the districts then kind of like symbolically took back. Right. Yeah. Um, Which also is like the levels here. <laughs> the of, levels. The levels here of like, the way that revolution happens has to be collective, right? Like the the uh, the mockingjays being the symbol of you know as we go on everything, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that they are only possible because of something from the capital leaving the capital and combining with the districts, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's so good. It's very. It's so it's good. Very good. Uh, so she has the symbol that she wears throughout the entirety of the Hunger Games that Cinna has given her uh, and you know they, they do have to like because the, the capital of course checks everything that they bring into the games and they do have to like oh it's just like a harmless symbol from District 12 because there's a lot of mocking jays there whatever um, and so they allow her to bring it in and so that's kind of becomes her symbol during the games and then kids start killing each other uh, it just <laughs> obviously like the front runners are the what they call the careers which are the the teenagers who have been brought up to be other child murderers and um they quickly team up with Peta, and and Katniss is very surprised but I guess I should say Peta quickly teams up with them and Katniss is surprised by this especially after all of the stuff that Peta has gone on about about loving her and yada 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 and how they were going to kind of play these star-crossed lovers so she's like I don't I don't get it like is he already betraying me like this makes no sense uh, we do find out later that Peta was doing it to protect her because the careers were just keeping her him around in order to find Katniss, and he was, like, leading them in, in opposite directions, whatever, whatever. Which also, like, is wild that that worked on the careers. <laughs> they are dumb. They're dumb-dumbs. They're, All they know is because, big muscles fight. <laughs> like, why would they assume that he would just automatically know where she right. is just because he's got a crush on hey, her? Hey, let's meet by the trees over there so we can kiss later. Like, they don't even right? know where like, they're going. Like, they don't what know did, what or the arena yeah, looks like at all. They just dump them <laughs> right. somewhere. Yeah. So, like, what what did they, th- what story did he spin them that he was like, I know her. Hey, listen. I know her habits. <laughs> I know exactly where she's going to be. <laughs> like, no, you don't. You're mind linked, actually. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so we um we get this whole part of, of the of the games where it's basically Katniss just surviving, and we see examples of the district is able to basically control every like leaf, rock, the weather, the sun. Like they can control everything in the arena to do what they want it to do, and so they can orchestrate things like start a forest fire when Katniss is getting too far away from the other tributes to push them all together, or they can uh, send out some hounds later on to uh, chase everybody down and get them all into the same place, or they can make it rain on end for days and days and days and days so that another fight that's happening off page somewhere is very dramatic presumably on tv so um we get a bunch of that and then um there is a scene where Katniss is like stuck up in a tree uh, the the careers have chased her up into this tree she's wounded in her leg she got burnt by some fire she can't she can't hardly cr- climb up this tree but she manages it somehow Hamish can't is able to climb Hamish is able to send her some medicine. Fantastic. Wonderful. She was probably on the verge of death. Great, Hamish. Thank you. And then comes up a little girl from District 11 who is the same age as Katniss's sister Prim. Here comes little Rue. Oh, my word. 
It's so rough. It's so, it's so rough. Up. It is really emotional. Um, okay. Also, I do want to take this moment to say yeah. everyone who complained about Rue being black is stupid and doesn't have reading comprehension because mm. it is very clearly stated she's black. In the books, like, yes. In the books, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, I think there's a couple references to what she looks like as well. But there's a specific line where it says, Thresh had dark skin like Rue. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you think that means? Oh, you know, slightly tan from being at the beach all week. That is... Come on, dummy. Come on, dummy. Like, what are we doing? Uh, it, yeah. That's the, the Sarah J. Moss School of Diversity, I guess. Everyone's <laughs> just different yeah. different versions of... Different shades of olive. Yeah, different shades of olive. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, she meets up with Rue. Rue is able to um, help Katniss get out of her tricky situation by pointing out a tracker jacker nest. Tracker jackers are basically like evil wasps that can do mind control. Uh, this will be important in book two and three. I don't think they do mind control. <laughs> they I just think it's more make like... Make you susceptible to mind control. Uh, well, I think it's that they make you hallucinate. Yes, then which then they... could be used for mind control yeah, purposes. Yeah, specifically, yeah. And the, the capital uses them to like mess with people's minds for sure yeah and but also they uh if they know that you are the one to disturb their nest they will chase you down to the ends of the earth they do not stop yeah they are smart the tracker part and then the jacker is the hallucination i think yes yeah they are they are just the worst the worst worst insect you thought hornets couldn't get worse the murder hornets were bad just read hunger games uh so um katniss is able to draw this drop this tracker jacker nest down onto the careers and Peta unfortunately happens to be there too and she one of the careers uh dies to the tracker jacker venom and the others are all injured and have to run off katniss was stung a few times as she was trying to cut down this nest and so she like hops down the girl that died had a bow and arrow she's like perfect that's for me but then like the hallucinations start kicking in and she's like oh fuck (laughs) and peter runs back to make sure she's okay and he's like what the fuck are you doing katniss get out of here run 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 they're coming to kill you katniss runs away we learn later that at that moment uh, the careers caught back up with Peta and did some very serious damage to his leg with a sword uh but Peta then you know runs as away. you do in a murder as game. you do in a murder game and also katniss is not 100 percent sure at this point if Peta coming back is a hallucination or yes not, yeah she's, she's ha- under the influence of tracker jacker um <laughs> don't drink and don't, don't don't track don't track and jack don't hunger games and tracker jack uh <laughs> she loses some days um rue is there to to pull the venom out because she's from district 11 they deal with a lot of tracker jackers she knows how to make a poultice, poultice. from chewing up leaves and slapping them on the skin Mm-mm. <laughs> mm. and uh she helps katniss and the two of them decide to buddy up together for about 24 hours before tragedy strikes it's such a short time like it's literally but like mm, and yet mm, so fucking sad uh (laughs) so rue rue and katniss uh come up with a plan that the careers don't know how to survive in the woods they at the beginning of the games there was a huge cornucopia of supplies that were stored in the middle of their arena and uh, Katniss, following the advice of Haymitch, 
dipped. Like she's like, I'm not going to get, I'm going to grab something and then I'm going to dip. I'm going to get out of here because this is going to be a bloodbath, like 14 kids or something outrageous. Like a, a large number of children died here in this very beginning because they were all trying to get supplies. The careers have now gathered up all the supplies and they're happily munching away on stuff. They've got all the food they need. They got medicine. They got all kinds of shit. Katniss is like, we got to get rid of that stuff because if the careers don't have food, they don't know how to eat out here in the woods. They're going to starve. Great. She and Rue come up with this plan where Rue will set a series of bonfires throughout the woods because the Rue's thing is she's very hard to track. Like she bounces around from tree to tree like she's a little squirrel. Like she loves climbing. She's very good at it. Uh, and no one can find her when she doesn't want to be found. Um, so Katniss is like, you got this. You could set these these bonfires. The smoke will draw the career's attention away. Um, and then I will sneak over here and I will somehow destroy all of their supplies. She does that. Her part of the plan goes off without a hitch, except for she is temporarily deafened in one ear for the entirety of the games, loses hearing. Um, she blows up their supplies because they have tried to booby trap their supplies with some mines and that ultimately backfires on them. Um, all of their supplies are gone. But she also notices during this that Rue's bonfires have also not all been lit and she cannot find Rue. So she's kind of like going through the woods, trying to find Rue, whistling out their secret little signal that they've got going on. The Mockingjays are whistling it too, because of course Mockingjays are here in this scene. And uh, Katniss finally comes across Rue. She has been caught in another tributes trap. She's in a net uh, and Katniss quickly goes over to free her. And in the course of doing so, someone sneaks up on the two of them and murders Rue, just throws a spear right through her little body couple things here yeah this is terrible made me cry absolutely (laughs) awful i knew it was gonna happen it was still the fucking worst the dude from district one because it's district one right who is this guy It's dennis quaid's son whoever it is yeah um (laughs) in the movies i mean to say no it's dennis Dennis quaid's son son in the books too (laughs) he's bad at strategy extremely because he's got one chick in a net Uh uh-huh you can handle that. Yeah, She's it's a, a little, net. it's a 12-year-old girl caught in your net. Leave that for a second. Yeah. Kill the 16-year-old who's not in a net. Kill what the one that doing? got the highest rated score for her danger levels. What are you doing, you buddy? Idiot. Come on. He is real dumb, though. That's very, that's very poor planning on his yeah. part. Yes. Katniss does immediately kill him before turning back to Rue. And then, uh, let's say, seeing her, singing her to sleep. And she does all this on camera gives gives rue a beautiful burial she goes around she collects wildflowers uh and and places them all around her before the capital comes and takes her body away and then as because they can't pull the body out until, until there aren't gone. other tributes around and she's like i'm not leaving they're worried about the other tributes i guess climbing into the helicopter i, mean, I would really sure. i would imagine I mean, they chose one guessing, kid to sacrifice and then everyone hops into the, the helicopter I'm guessing and like, Done someone now. tried it like i'm guessing someone tried it at some point and that's why they had to institute <laughs> that's that a rule. smart kid <laughs> Um, but this is also, I think, the point at which yes. Katniss becomes a viable uh, mm-hmm. a symbol for the eventual resistance mm-hmm. um, because we see it happen because In the movie, she gets a package oh, yeah. immediately after this uh-huh. where it is a loaf of bread and we had... The, you know, the moment beforehand where Peter, the baker's, the baker's son explained like, oh, this is what bread from this district looks like. I love bread. Fish. Bread, bread, yeah. bread. <laughs> but because that of that info dump, uh, Katniss is able to recognize that. I know bread by transitive property. <laughs> <laughs> that this is bread from Rue's district. And she understands that this is bread that they or that they 
as a district, we're going to send something to Rue or possibly Thresh mm-hmm. um, and chose to send it to Katniss as thanks for what she did mm-hmm. for respecting Rue in death. Yes. And I'm getting choked up about it's it really, right now. It's really sad. She like because... sings her this like traditional song of like how you will be, you're going somewhere and it's going to be so happy and so peaceful and you'll be so loved. And it's just like, oh, fuck you, Katniss Everton. This is so fucking Jesus sad. Christ. And then so she, she covers her in flowers and she's like openly weeping and she does the three finger salute that the District 12 did to her. It's, it's, it's a traditional like goodbye to a love one sort of thing and so when they did it to her at the reaping it was like a very touching symbolic moment for her and so she does it in return to rue as like she this is this is literally this is the point i think too the turning point for katniss where before she was like this is a fucked up and unfair scenario and now she's like she's like i something needs to be done about this like she be well this is her turning point there's this this thing also of like her discussions with gail where gail is um a, a mini revolutionary right like yes. even this early on he is very like anti-capital and discusses like the ways in which he is anti-capital katniss against survival mode mm-hmm. uh doesn't seem to have had the the uh like brain space to yeah she says, discuss unrealistic you know, prim right. can't live in the woods don't be an idiot like yeah right but and I mean less the them running away thing because mm. that's a separate thing that I want to talk about. But the like she says like oh I'm starting to understand like why Gail is always so angry at the Capitol. Yeah, right. And this is why. And yeah. like because I think before it was kind of the compl- like the complacency of like this is just how life is, mm-hmm. and now she's like oh no people are actively making these choices to make life and they're shitbags and i want to kill them yes um but yeah just the moment where they send bread where it's like this is the first time where the districts are supporting each other yes right oh my god it was so good (laughs) so much and I, I, they made an interesting choice, I think, in the first movie to show something that gets told to Katniss in the second book um, in exposition. We get this later. But in, in the movie, so I'll talk about it here because it is in the first movie, so it's kind of like the first book. We get this mm. scene of when, after this happens with Rue, we get scenes of an uprising in District 11 where they begin to fight back against what they, the peacemakers who are kind of just like the cops. Uh, they're fighting back. They're, they are uh, angry that this has happened to Rue, who has just become such like a figurehead for their district of just like this poor sweet innocent girl having to go through this and there are huge like massive riots and I think we find out later that like food was disrupted for the capital and you know like they had to go in and they had to get real serious about it in a way that is uncomfortable to talk about in 2023 and I think like it is just like this is at this point I think that Snow knows like President Snow who was the president of Pan Am and is a general dip, dick bag is like we have to do something about this girl because she has mm. she's giving people too much hope but that's his whole thing is like you want to give them just enough hope for them to like hang themselves on right is like is his whole thing is like don't give them too much hope it's the whole uh, uh career thing right where mm. and I mean again in a real world mentality it's the bootstrap thing mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. of the pull yourself up by your bootstraps like that does not work and i think that is that is what the because i mean like i was kind of thinking about i'm like why do they even have one person live right why why isn't it just you all have like everybody goes in and you die right if you kill each other or you uh uh, get wiped out by the game Mm -hmm. right but a i think they wouldn't be as willing to kill each other if there wasn't one of them that could get out Uh and b i think that 
it is the the hope spot, right? Yes. Of like, oh, if you're really good and you're really brave and you're really cunning and you're really whatever, like you could survive the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. So it's fair, mm-hmm. right? We're not, it's not that we are bad people. It's that your competitors are bad people. The other districts yes. are bad, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to put you in your place. And then it's like, no, you put us all in the arena you to put start. children here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and and we see that like literally spelled out in this book as it goes on. Katniss does like say like, oh, Cato, who becomes kind of the big bad of the game, right? Uh-huh. He's the the one who's the left career, the uh, district two's career, the, yeah, the final career, yeah. yeah. Um, and he very early on has like beef against Katniss because he's like. I think it's kind of implied that he feels that she is from a district that shouldn't be ranked as high yeah, as yeah. he is, you know. Um, but, like, we have this thing of Katniss being very, like, I fuck Kato. I hate Kato. Yeah. Like, Kato is the enemy. And, ooh, the way that resolves. The way that, yeah. Where? Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we have 30 minutes before this becomes the, the longest it's episode another. of Shovelware. Uh, so then, okay, so so Katniss has her period of mourning. She gives, she She's just inconsolable. She's sobbing. She's walking through the woods. She doesn't even care what happens to her at this point. But then the the game makers make an announcement that says, hey, we've changed the rules to where if you and another tribute come from the same district, you can both win. And Katniss, who only knows that PETA is still alive, suddenly has a new purpose and that is to find him and bring him home with her so she goes rip tearing through the woods and she finds uh pita laying in some mud all dressed up like a log and moss and shit rocks he's very good at painting himself and just like it's so okay knowing that pita is on his deathbed like his he has a cut on his leg to where you can see his bone it is massively infected he hasn't eaten in days he's just been baking here under these layers of paint he's put on himself he has painstakingly attached moss and like shaded it to make it look natural and was just like boy when did you have the time or awareness but it worked you live you know he is good at one thing he's good at one thing and it's painting his body painting his body because he does the frosting on the cakes because yeah a human body i don't think those two things i don't i don't think that's a transferable skill my boy it's like that when the mythbusters would do tests on where things would happen to the human body they famously only used cakes to replicate (laughs) those tests and you know when when van gogh painted his uh sunflowers Uh he thought for a minute Maybe I should use icing. Maybe I should do this on cake. <laughs> but no, it's he wanted silly. his port- his paintings to last. Uh, <laughs> he also did birthday parties, actually. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so she finds Pita. She nurses him back to health. They have all their mushy, gushy, kissy, wissy scenes. and Because um, Katniss is playing the game. At Katniss point, is right? fully like, Katniss playing is like, the game. She, it, and it's also interesting because her, like, her motive to go get Pita, like... There's a part of her that I think probably the actual part that she feels, which is like, I genuinely like PETA and I want him to live. He's he's a good boy that deserves to live. Yes. But she tries to put a logic on it. Mm -hmm. Right. She's like, oh, if I don't bring him back, everyone everyone in District 12 will will be furious. Right. So but I mean, like that's not it like i don't i don't even think everyone in district 12, like her family probably would be but like i think most people would probably be like we get it yeah you tried but like obviously insurmountable if she, like, went, odds 
Yeah, like if she went and shot him in the face, I think they'd be like, that's real suscatness. <laughs> but I don't think anyone would blame a 16-year-old for, you know, focusing on protecting themselves mm-hmm. versus finding, you know, the other kid. Um, but she's like, no, I got to do it because of that, even though, you know, she even kind of dances around the idea of just being happy that yeah. they could both live. She's so in denial, this girl. It's... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they basically she gets um she gets a, a gift from her sponsors via Hamish, uh, where it is just soup and not the medicine she needs to save uh Peta's life. So she understands this message from Hamish being like, Girl, you gotta play this up. Like this is your time to shine. And you kiss you get soup. You kiss, you get soup, you do more than kiss. Mm? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's also like a whole thing about how the cost of it's, sending yeah. things increases throughout the game, yes. right? So she's kind of like, I don't even think it would be physically possible to send him medication at this point. Correct, yes. So her kind of best bet is, like, get him in as good a shape as possible and Make maybe the capital kill everybody to first. survive so that maybe something in the games happens yeah. to help me save Peter's life, which it does. So they have these very touching moments here in this cave where they've kind of set up house, their playing house, and, and Katniss is doing her best to heal Peta, but she does not have any of the healing skills that her mom and her little sister have. Uh, so she's kind of at a loss. Uh, but then the the game makers make another announcement that's like, hey, each of you desperately needs something. We've got it here. Come meet us for a happy little meal at the Cornucopia. We promise it'll be totally safe and cool. Um, Peta's like, do not go. This is a trap. You will die if you go. And then, and then I will die because look at me. And she goes, no, okay, I promise I won't let you go. Uh, hey, Mitch then sends Katniss some sleeping medicine. She puts it in the soup. She make Peta go night-night. Because uh, they had also gotten a bunch of food. Uh, they were doing all, like, the, the lovey-dovey scenes, and then, like, literally everybody in the entire world just sent them, like, a whole basket of food. It was so much food. Um, so she puts it in some of that, and uh, he goes to sleep, and she runs off. She gets the medicine, um, but not without almost dying, like Peta predicted. So one of the girls uh, from District 2, she's really good with knives. She really wants to kill Katniss, uh, but then Thresh, the other uh, tribute from District 4, or no, sorry, District 11, uh, Rue's um, other friend he uh he shows up and he saves her life and he's like hey this is for rue because i hope overheard you saying that you uh did an alliance with her and like did all this nice stuff and uh, he said no no he doesn't overhear her yeah he hears yeah 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 he overhears district two girl being like i'm gonna get you and i bet it'll suck and don't you feel bad that you allied with that kid yeah that kid it was so great watching her die lol love that (laughs) It's like, girl, just stab her. Just stab her. She's like doing? monologuing for hours. And then Thresh comes over and bonks her with a rock real good. And she dies. <laughs> and he's like, oh, is it true that you allied with Rue? And Katniss is like, yeah. And I also did a lot of nice stuff when she died. Yeah. And, Thresh is and you like, guys okay, sent go. me bread. Bye. <laughs> he goes, everybody gets one. And then he runs off and dies to Kato. Real sad. Ugh. Uh, so she gives Peter the medicine he, overnight, instantly better. And then they, they get uh, the the game makers basically organize it to, to get all of the remaining tributes together, which is basically the two of them and Cato at this point. They send out these, um, they call them muttations, but they're basically like these dogs that the capital has put the human eyeballs of the tributes who have died into their skulls and, and maybe has given them more intelligence than normal 
rabid dogs would have, I guess. They're running from all these massive hounds. Uh, and she I'm just gonna say right now I don't think I would notice I wouldn't I absolutely would not were in a dog absolutely would not I'm dumb dumb though <laughs> I, I think in like I know in the the movie they're like kind of gross they're like uh, glowy uh, kind of <laughs> well I was gonna say they're the rest of the dog is like bald and mm, kind of like fucked perfect. up werewolf sort of vibe mm. but I think in the book they also mentioned like their hair. It might be like the, the color of the colors, dog. But that's still wild. That like wild. I still don't think I'd put that together. I have brown eyes. You know who else does my dog? How would I know? How would I know? <laughs> <laughs> no way to tell. No way to tell if we switched eyeballs one day. Um <laughs> Maybe if it was a goat, right? Because mm-hmm. like or a cat, because they have different pupil shapes. So you'd be like, that's weird that they have yeah, that. Yeah, why are shape. their eyes like that? They're so round and yeah. not like, you know, the cat eyes. Yeah. yeah, and then they do give them like blinged out collars that, that say have, like, their district number. On their that. district number, but again, I don't I, think I'd put dark, it together. It's dark, man. They make it it's nighttime. Dark. How is Katniss noticing all this? She's so good at hunting. I would just be like, yeah, there's probably around twenty four dogs that I guess they numbered. Weird. Them. I, I didn't know. stop to count them. I was running for my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't give them an ocular exam. Yeah, like come on now. <laughs> I'm running in front of them. I'm not looking back at them. <laughs> They they go back to the cornucopia, which is the scene of so much so much death. Uh, Kato is also there running from them. They all climb up onto this thing, and then Kato grabs Peta. and is like, hey, I'm going to kill Peta. But then the two of them use some hand sim- symbols, and Katniss shoots Kato in the arm, and then he falls off, and the dogs start eating him. And and then Katniss looks down at him being eaten, and he's not dead yet. And she's like, damn, this guy has been like, it's been hours, and this man is not dead yet. And she looks down, and she's like, damn, the capital really fucking sucks. And then she lets loose an arrow and puts Kato out so- of his misery. How is my question? Was he not dead yet? Like what? They were caught. They were being very delicate like, in cauterizing his wounds. Right. Like I'm like, like okay. So twenty-two he's got dogs body- ascend upon me, descend upon you. <laughs> they they say like, oh, he's got body armor and whatever. But yeah. like at some point, it's it's either got to be you get away from the dogs or the dogs, or the dogs have dogs done you, you enough damage you die. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand that what, either. Because and it wasn't even like oh. He was injured by the dogs, and then they like he was bleeding out, and it took hours. Yeah, and hours no, to they do were that. Like, it's like the dogs him. are actively biting him, for, him for twelve hours. Yes, and he was like <laughs> making noises the whole time, so it wasn't like he was unconscious and they were waiting for him to die. It was like yeah, so he I was awake again, and aware. I don't know that this makes sense. I don't think it does either. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> Go off. It's I guess. dramatic for yeah, sure. It's dramatic because Peta is bleeding out because, of course, this dumb fuck's injured again. He's like bleeding out, and they're like, "Who's gonna die <laughs> first, Peta or Kato? Kato, please fucking die so that we please. can end the Hunger Games." Uh, and and Katniss is like, "I don't want to kill another tribute, but I guess here I go." And she does, and she goes and kills Kato, and she's like, "Damn, sorry, dude." But Kato's like asking her to, like, like he's, he's saying it with his eyeballs. He's saying it with which his eyeballs. Which are shortly eyeballs going to be human heads. <laughs> Shoot me in the eye, Katniss. Don't let them use me. <laughs> Don't take my eyes. So Kato dies. So they're like, hip, hip, hooray. We won the Hunger Games. And then the game makers are like, actually, we take it back. One of you has to kill the other. Peta's immediately, well, Katniss is immediately like aiming her bow and arrow at Peta because she thinks Peta's going to make a play on her. And then because well, he pulls out a weapon. Yeah. But it's to do a dramatic throw it to the ground Yeah, thing. yes. And Peta's like, no, you were correct to do that. Please do kill me. And Katniss is like, I did not come all this fucking way and nurse you back to hell to just kill you. Instead, she's not thinking 
let's fuck over the capital and make them look like idiots. She's thinking, how can I outsmart the capital at their own game and get us both home? It's a very slight difference, but a very important one to Katniss. Um, and it's something that PETA says that puts her down this path mm-hmm. because he says they need they need their victor. They need their victor. Yes. And she says, okay, they need their victor. What if we don't give them one at all? She picks up these poisonous berries that had been it's Chekhov's fucking thing. berries. Chekhov's talk berries. about them, but yeah. Uh, and they, they are nightshade. They will kill you instantly as soon as you swallow them. Nightlock. Nightlock, excuse me. They will kill you immediately as soon as you put <laughs> them in your mouth. Because it's a sci-fi. <laughs> and uh, she's like, on the count of three, we're both going to eat these and then we'll both die. And PETA is fully like, yes. PETA's like, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I would, I would love nothing more than to die here with you, my beloved. And Katniss is like, bro, chill. Like, this is a ruse. Which this is actually, <laughs> to me, the moment that is most out of character for PETA, right? Cause yeah, Peter. I thought feel, it was all he was. He was done. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, I I feel like he is has always been the one who's ready to die. Yeah, but it's always been to save Katniss. Yeah, so it it does seem. I'm surprised. I, mean, I guess she didn't go on the count of three, and he went like, oh, and like chopped him back before Katniss was even ready. Right. Like, right? Boy would have been swallowing those things as soon as Katniss <laughs> handed them to him. And I mean, like, I guess it's it's. You know, maybe in his mind, it's like, oh, romantic, we'll yeah, die oh, together. Yes. But like, I'm so glad Katniss will go out with me, finally, in some way. <laughs> like, his whole thing has been like, he wants Katniss to live. Yeah. So, I don't know. It seems a little silly. He waited to have that snack, though, I guess, out of respect for Katniss. IDK. Yeah, he wanted to respect her, respect her, her uh, bodily autonomy. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so as they're about both about to take the nightlock at the same time, uh, Seneca Crane's like, oh, JK, 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 JK. He's the game maker. He's like, oh, you guys win. You both win. You Hooray. Win. Good job. You, you did win. it. Uh, we intended this all along. We meant for this to happen. True love, man. We love it. They get back. Um, the book is not quite over because they have to go through their ending ceremonies. And it is revealed to Katniss via Haymitch that he's very happy to see her. And he envelops her in this tight hug. And as he does, he's viciously whispering into her ear like, you're done goofed, girl. <laughs> girl, you got to play it so The capital is so mad Right down the line from yeah. here on. If you are not fully in love with Peter Malark in the capital's eyes, you will die. And as will Peter. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then... <laughs> So they do this whole like song and dance and they're in love in the capital. They have to go through all of these awful like recaps and they, they rewatch the Hunger Games, all the highlights, which is basically like just watching everybody die again. And it's watching everybody die in between shots of them making out. It's which bizarre. Is a wild vibe. Bizarre vibes. <laughs> and uh, then at the end of the book, Katniss and Peta are alone together. Katniss is like, boy, I'm glad we don't have to pretend to be in love anymore. And Peta's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> and the book ends. <laughs> wow a rough day for Peta. Peta was having a no good very bad day like <laughs> oh. he really thought he had it all he's like you know I went through this whole this whole traumatic experience and and he really believed because the two of them were separated for so long after the games and before the 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 exit interviews essentially because they were they were fucked up and needed to be hospitalized and, and then made nice again and whatever so they're separated and Katniss is like, hey, Mitch was like, if you don't sell this, you're dead. She's like fully like in, she's like jumping on PETA and macking on him and everything. And he's just like, hee hee hoo hoo, my girlfriend. He's like fully, he's so, I feel so bad for him in this moment where he's literally on top of the world. He's won the Hunger Games. He's won his girlfriend. What could go wrong? 
And she, like, when Hamish comes to her and is like, listen, you gotta sell this. And he, they, she's like, oh, did you tell Peter the same thing? And Hamish is like, he's already there. Which, like. Which Katniss internalizes is like, Peter's so much smarter than me. Like, he already knows what's at stake. Yeah. Katniss is like, he's got it. He understands the situation. (laughs) Where Hamish, what Hamish means is like, he's already in love with you. So it doesn't matter. Which is really sad because earlier in the book, like, Peter says something like, Hamish told me it would take you a while to catch on. And like Katniss, again, internalizes that as like, Hamish thinks I'm bad at playing the games. I'll show him. I'll be so in love with PETA. And PETA meant it as like, Hamish, Hamish told me you're not good with emotions. (laughs) God, fucking everything that happens to PETA in these, in these books is such a fucking tragedy. He says in this book, like, I just want to come out of these games without them changing me. And guess what happens in book three? Jesus, that was fucked. That line, I was like, oh, God damn. I know, it made me want to cry. Like, this poor like, boy. Listen, mm. listen, I, again, going into this, mm-hmm. kind of get into the Gale and Peta of it, which I don't think we're going to have time to talk about too much no, this week. No, it's already almost in a couple two hours. Weeks. But I do want to say, like, going into it, I almost, I was trying to read it as a, like, trying to be pro-Gale about no. it. No. But, like, he's just, like. Gale's a war criminal. Like, like We'll get to Gale. But, like, Peta <laughs> is just so, uh, like. He's a golden retriever of a man. He's a golden retriever. You just want to cut him a break. He's a little puppy that's been kicked. And like the part where he tells Katniss that his mom was like, maybe we'll finally get a victor from District 12. She's a survivor, that that one. (laughs) Peter was like, damn, my own mom. I mean, I knew she hated me, but like, damn. You couldn't even. You couldn't even say goodbye to me. Couldn't be like, you probably won't die immediately. Because Katniss will be there to look out for you. Oh, my God. <sighs> he Poor really Peter. he really has it so rough. And I just don't know how much better it gets for him. Like, this is him at his peak was when Katniss said, hey, we don't have to pretend anymore. That was the best it gets for him. <laughs> it's going to be a rough ride for It's going to get even worse for Peter Malark. <laughs> Ooh. Can't wait to see God. it. Uh, but we will be back with more coverage on these Hunger Games wait. in two weeks. Uh, next week, we will be starting my new spooky unit mm-hmm. on demonic and exorcist type books uh, yeah. with A Good and Happy Child by Justin Evans. Very much looking uh, forward to that in a very tentative, afraid to be scared sort of way. Yes. (laughs) In the meantime, if you have any books or units you'd like for us to cover on the podcast, either because you think we'd love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, I will see you in the 75th annual Hunger Games, my friend. I'm putting your name in the jar a hundred times and no one will volunteer as tribute. I'm sorry. You're going to get gamed. You're going to get gamed. Um, if you use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. In the words of Suzanne Collins, Katniss, Katniss, I can hear my name being called from all sides. Everyone wants my kisses. <laughs> that was actually the quote I was thinking Yes. <laughs> I highlighted that one too, apparently. Uh, Everyone wants my kisses. Everyone wants my kisses.